The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is the On Point with Victor show. I am Victor Armendariz, and this is the America's Web Radio Station. You are tuned into. Uh, listen, folks, I'm such a professional. You guys have no idea that I just now got to the station to set my butt in this chair. <laughs> That's I. Uh, normally, you might get some of you might get some announcements and things from me pre-show, but I. Uh, I, I had some things going on today and, and boy, I barely made it here today, but uh, you wouldn't know that because I am a professional now. I am a professional now. So, <laughs> which is why every now and then you might hear me. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I like to consider myself, uh, getting there to be a, on the professional level. Uh, which is why every now and then you'll hear me fill in for, Somebody, you just never know who. You folks, you're gonna have to stay tuned in 2024 to see what's coming, coming up. So, uh, but we got a few things to talk about. Um, oh, okay guys, if you've seen <laughs> the, I, I, I've, I'm waiting for you to fill in for, uh, our press secretary. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't want that job, David, but I could do a lot better than her. I mean, I could go up there without a binder, without any notes, and I promise you I could do better than her. And the media would be hostile towards me, but I still could do better than her. That lady is, uh, I, I, I'm not sure, um, how to even really talk how, or, or put in words how bad she is. But yet the Biden administration can't do anything about her because why? She's a DEI pick. She's a diverse equity and inclusion pick. And when you make that, which is why we're, we've got the worst, <laughs> I better slow down. We've got the worst vice president in history, or at least her, her ratings are horrible. Her ratings are almost as bad as Joe Biden's. And at times they're lower than Joe Biden's. And why is that? Because she's a DEI pick, a diverse equity inclusion pick. When you choose people, to do things that need to be done on a professional level, but you choose people based on their skin color, based on their um, identity, you you base it on anything except for qualifications, then it's not going to end well. It's not going. Now, if you base people on qualifications and you you go out and you seek out the best and the brightest, you're going to get natural diversity, folks. You will get natural diversity. That's the best way to achieve diversity, effective diversity. Is by choosing people based on their, 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 their experience, based on their abilities, based on their, their knowledge, based on their professionalism, um, it, just based on the fact that they're competent people. <laughs> so, um, it, but when you choose people the way the Democrats do, and look, there are corporations that are learning the hard way not to make these kind of picks. Uh, Bud Light, Bud Light would be one of them. That company's still struggling. Now, if you've noticed, Bud Light's doing a whole lot of things to try to get favor back with, with their customers. Um, and you know, maybe it'll work, maybe it won't, I don't know. Uh, somehow they convinced, well, dollars, dollars convinced that Dana White dude to, to take on Bud Light as their sponsor for MMA. Hey, you know what? It's a free country. If Dana White wants to help Bud Light, knock yourself out. I, if they pay you enough, then I, hey, I hope it works. Uh, I believe Peyton Manning. I believe Peyton Manning is out there um, doing some Bud Light commercials. Hey, if they paid Peyton enough and it works, I more power to Bud Light. I, I, I would love to see Bud Light make a comeback. Uh, it's terrible what what happened to them, but it's their own fault. 
It's their own fault because they went and got some marketing person who wasn't qualified, but they fit some DEI requirement. And then that person felt the need to put forth DEI marketing policies or, or, or I don't know what you would call them, these stupid, idiotic marketing policies, which lost Bud Light. I mean, you know, they say they paid that uh, dude, that Dylan Movane, uh, was it Dylan Movane, whatever that dude's name is. They say they paid him, I think, three or four hundred thousand dollars. No, it cost Bud Light millions and millions of dollars. Now, maybe that dude didn't get the millions and maybe he only got three or four hundred thousand. But it ended up costing Bud Light millions and millions and millions and still costing them money today. So so let that be a lesson to all you corporations. When you play politics instead of doing the business that you're in business for, listen, every company, every company, I don't care uh, how many uh, uh, Democrats I'm about to send to a cry closet, every company that's in business is in business for one reason. If they're not nonprofit, they're in business for one reason, to make profit. You can't run a company. You can't hire people. You can't uh, just dole out paychecks and bonuses and things like that if you're not a profitable company. So every company out there that's not nonprofit, you're in the business of profit. You're in the business to make money. You didn't create that business to uh, to to give uh, diversity hiring. You created the business – to make money, make profit, so you could hire people and then and and offer people a livelihood. That's what companies do. And when you start playing politics and you get into this mess and you start this DEI crap, you're going to lose. There there is truth to go woke, go broke. There's truth to go woke, go broke. Look at Disney. Disney is trying to reverse course. They're quietly trying to reverse course. Because they've lost millions. Their movies are losing millions. That last piece of crap, Marvel. Look, listen, I love Marvel. I love comic books. I grew up on comic books. Uh, I love the idea of the superhero. I, I love the... I hate to tell you this. Yep. You said you grew up on comic books? Yep. They didn't work. <laughs> yeah, right. No kidding. <laughs> you know, but I did. I loved it. I loved the idea of a hero. I love the idea of a, of a, of a Captain America. Not Captain Europe. Not, not Captain UN. Captain America. Love that idea. That, those, those, those were great comic books back then. Um, I, I, even, uh, the idea of Superman. The, the idea of a red guy, a hero in red, white, and blue. And maybe, exactly. <laughs> he, he came from an alien world. He didn't go to Europe. He didn't go to some socialist country. He didn't go put on socialist colors. He didn't put on the red sickle. No, he came to the United States and he put on the red, white, and blue to represent good, to represent the, the American way, to fight for, for freedom, fight for liberty, fight for, for the innocent and fight for justice in the American way, which I believe DC has taken that out of the Superman movies, which is an absolute disgrace. But, uh, but all those things were great. Those were good. But now look what's happened. They, they've stopped doing that. Superman movies are taking out, uh, for justice and, and the American way. And those movies aren't making money. Marvel has gone woke. This last Marvel movie, I mean, I believe they picked a director for DEI purposes and maybe she's a good director. May, you know, it could have been a good movie, but, but no one's going to see the movie because it's a woke movie. Um, it's just, it's, it, it's sad. It really is sad, but. 
And look, I'll be honest with you. I went to see the movie. I, I cannot help myself. When a Marvel movie comes out, I know right now the road they're on, they're going to be usually crap. That was it. The last Thor movie was a piece of garbage. I, it was so bad. Uh, I went to see it anyway. And I knew it was going to be bad. That's a sad thing. I knew it was going to be bad, but I went anyway because I, I just, I love the hero movies. I love the idea of them. And, and I keep hoping that Marvel's going to go back to what they did before. Go back to the Iron Man movies. Go back to Captain America. Go back to, to even Loki. What a good show that was. Go back to making movies that people want to see. You don't need to make them woke. You don't need to make, you don't need to force diversity. You don't need to change these stories to force wokeism. You just need a good story. You need a good story. There's evil. There's good. Good is going to triumph over evil. It's a true and tried recipe, and it will work every time. But when you introduce this wokeism crap and you introduce this diversity crap and you force this stuff, you're going to lose money. And Disney is losing money. They're losing money like crazy with these last these, these movies they've been putting out because of wokeism. So let's hope, let's hope that uh, going forward, Disney learns a lesson. I, I can tell you that that very quietly, Disney's trying to reverse course. They they don't want to admit it, and they don't want too many people to know. Um, you know, they don't want the hard left to know, but they're actually trying to reverse course. So it's very interesting. It's going to be fun to watch these these people. But 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 as Hollywood continues to lose money, as Disney continues to lose money, let's see what happens. I mean, my goodness, folks, was there a good movie that came, a good Christmas movie to come out? You know, one of the things about Christmas and Thanksgiving that's so awesome, it's not just just. I mean, yes, you 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 want to spend that time with your family, you want to reflect, you want to have your friends and family and all of the good good things. But one of the cool things to do was take your family and your friends and go see the new movie that's coming out for Thanksgiving and Christmas. And 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 there were some good Christmas movies. Uh, the Daddy Home, Daddy Home movies were great. I mean, there were some good movies. Deck the Halls, uh, Christmas with the Cranks, Christmas Vacation. Where are those movies today? Where's the new movie? Where's the new comedic uh, comedy Christmas movie that families can enjoy? Where are those movies? I mean, I... I just Hollywood, you had a recipe, you know what works. Drop the wokeism, drop the forced diversity crap, drop this DEI crap, and you'll start making money again. You will start making money again. So trust me on this. Trust me on this. So I know there was a uh, there was a a, a movie about uh, the birth of Jesus and and the Bethlehem and things. I heard about that. I had not seen it, so hopefully that's movie still out there and people are probably flocking to see that one because it's probably not woke because it probably wasn't done by Hollywood. So, uh, but anyway, um, all right, folks, we've got a lot to get a lot to get to today that I that I want to get to. Um, I I have to if you've seen the title of my show, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, when I heard. I I wasn't going to say much. Look, I try to keep this a family show. I try to keep it clean. And when I heard about this, this, I and I really want to keep this clean now because I know there are families listening. I, there are homeschooled children that get to hear my show uh, because it's part of their education. And I try and, and and be good. And listen, when I when I reach out, when I when 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 parents allow their homeschooled children to to listen, or or any other parents allow their uh, children to hear my show, it's because I I spark thought. I want to spark created creativity. I want to spark creative thinking and critical thinking. Uh, I'm, I'm not telling you what to think or how to think, but I want to tell you to think. And so when I say things, hopefully it, it spawns people to have to go do some research. 
And uh, that's what I want to do. That's what I want. That's why I like to help homeschooled parents. That's why I like to keep this show clean because I like for all ages to hear this show. So, but every now and then I will put out a warning. So I'm going to put out a little warning right now because I just don't know how to get into this story any other way that I'm going to try to keep it as clean as possible. But when you've got Democrat staffers playing hide the sausage on historic grounds, that's a story that has to be talked about. And, and, and I, I, folks, I am old enough to remember January 6th. Well, they're still talking about it. The Democrats, all they have is January 6th. They're going into to the election next year, and they're going to talk about two things, January 6th, and they're going to talk about abortion. That's all they got. That's all they got. Oh, oh and they're, they've already started this. They're going to tell you that Donald Trump's the devil, that Donald they're all they're, they, they did in 2020 and 2019 and 2020, they're going to bring it back. They're going to tell you Donald Trump is the, the devil. Donald Trump is going to end democracy. Yeah, the guy that's for freedom. The guy who had four, yeah, here's the problem the Democrats are going to have. We, the people, everybody that's going to vote in 2024, everybody that's going to make a decision to vote in 2024, they lived under four years of Donald Trump. They lived 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019, before that mess in 2020, and we were rocking and rolling under Donald Trump. Donald Trump was giving tax cuts. Donald Trump was cutting regulations. Listen, you are not an authoritarian leader that wants to end democracy if you're cutting government regulation. Donald Trump put a gut put a put a samurai sword to regulations in this country he cut red tape donald trump not only listen a lot of republicans will will lower taxes when they come in but they won't cut the red tape they don't want to get rid of all the regulations but donald trump was doing that donald trump had a ongoing policy in washington if you come to me with a new regulation you have to cut find two regulations that you end donald trump was making a big dent in big in big government washington could he have done more? Of course. Will he do more? I hope so. I hope so. But the fact of the matter is, there's one guy that was president for four years that helped democracy, didn't damage democracy, and that was Donald Trump. Now, the caveat is 2020. And I, and I've told you before, I am a hundred percent, I was, I was a hundred percent against lockdowns back then. And I told you people on this show, I even got this station put in YouTube jail because I spoke out against lockdowns. And I said, when two or three or four years down the road, I said this in 2020, two or three years down the road, we're going to find out that the worst thing that we did was lockdowns. And, and that's on Donald Trump to an extent. Now, but I, because, and I say this, and I've said this before, I understand why Donald Trump did it. Because he had every Democrat and every government official and so-called nonpartisan government people, including that moron Fauci. He had those people telling him that millions were going to die. And I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, I don't care who you are. If you're the president of the United States, especially somebody like Donald Trump, who was never a politician before, and you've got all these bureaucrats coming in telling you, look, I'm non-biased. I'm non-biased. I'm not a Democrat. You're going to lose millions of people if you don't do what I tell you. And this is what Fauci did, that a little authoritarian, uh, little peep squeak Fauci. And listen, I can call him that because I'm probably not any taller than Fauci. But I'm not a pansy like Pouchy. <laughs> so I will make fun of this guy. Uh, but we didn't know back then. Donald Trump didn't really realize. He didn't know that, 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 uh, Fauci was a partisan hack, a Democrat, power hungry, um, celebrity wannabe that was a, that's an authoritarian wannabe. 
And uh, so I'm sorry. I understand when when you're somebody like Trump and you've never been a politician and these people come to you and they're telling you millions and millions and millions of people are going to die and they're showing you the uh, computer-generated data. They're showing you all this stuff. I understand why Trump did it. Now, I think Trump's instincts were not to do lockdowns, but he got overwhelmed by Washington. Now, I don't think that would ever happen again. I don't think Donald Trump would ever make that mistake again. I can't say that about the establishment Republicans. I cannot say that. I can't say that about people like Lindsey Graham. I can't even say that about Nikki Haley. I would be 100% afraid that those people in Washington would be able to convince the establishment Republicans to do some kind of lockdown again. When we now know it a 100% fact that the worst thing that was done in 2020 were the lockdowns, the worst things that were done. So Donald Trump learned a lesson. He learned it the hard way, but I do think he learned. And that's the difference between Trump and other politicians. And, folks, we've got to take a break. So don't go anywhere. We'll be back, and I'll talk about this hide the sausage going on in the in the Senate ground, on the Senate grounds when we come back. Don't go anywhere. This is the On Point with Victor Show. Attention veterans with PTSD. If you can't sleep at night, listen to A Veteran's Place, hosted by Dr. Don Moeller, at 10 a.m., every Thursday, for your answer to sleeping, here on the Veterans Station, owned by a vet, with shows just for vets. AmericasWebRadio.com What do doctors talk about in doctors' lounges around the country? Find out on the Doctors' Lounge Show, every Thursday at 8 a.m., on America's Web Radio. If you want the truth about politics, medicine, weapons, classic cars, and more, you'll want to tune in to America's Web Radio. You can listen to all of your favorite shows live at www.americaswebradio.com or on demand on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. That's www.americaswebradio.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Hey, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Conversationalists all across the country. This is the On Point with Victor Show. So, a Democrat staffers <laughs> played hide the sausage on historic Senate grounds. Now, ladies and gentlemen, January 6th. I mentioned it before the break. Uh, January 6th. That's what the Democrats want to talk. They want to talk about January 6th and all these things that happened. They've arrested people for merely walking through the Capitol. Well, as I remember, folks, and I'm old enough to remember, uh, not one one of those people who entered the Capitol, whether wrongly or rightly, none of those people who entered the Capitol on January 6th, none of them took the time to play hide the sausage on the House floor or the Senate floor or in Senate hearing rooms. But who did? Who dared desecrate these historic grounds? Ladies and gentlemen, this is the people's house. The Capitol is the people's capital. We the people own the Capitol, the grounds, the House, the Senate. We the people. Those are precious, precious, precious grounds. Let me tell you something about Ronald Reagan and one of the reasons I admired that man. Ronald Reagan never, never would walk into the Oval Office or or the Senate the House, the Senate hearings grounds, the House grounds. He would never walk into these places uh, without a suit on or a tie. Now, now, I'm not telling you you have to wear a suit every time. But the fact that Ronald Reagan had that much respect, and so did Bush. George W. Bush did too. You know, I've got issues with George W. Bush, but I'll tell you, he was a good man. And and Jimmy Carter, you look, he wasn't the best president by any means. 
But that man wore a suit every time he was on those grounds. The, the, the historic value that, that, that is Washington DC, that is the Capitol, that is the Lincoln Memorial, that is the, 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 the Senate and the Senate hearing rooms, the House, the House floor. These are all historical places. These are places that, that, that are there because of the founding of our country. They're there because of the historic people that, that were the founding fathers. Jefferson, Adams, um, Hamilton, uh, the, these, Hancock, the people that were, that, that did the things that had to be done to break. Uh, listen, let me tell you, people, let me tell you, let me remind you. The British were the most powerful military in the world. The British were the most powerful force in the world. The British back then wanted to own people. You want to talk about slavery? The British wanted to own people. They owned everyone. The monarchy wanted to own every person that was here in the new world. They didn't want to let that go. But a few people, a minority of the people in this country said, no, we're not going to live under the thumb, under the boot. We won't be owned by anyone. And that's how we they fought the revolution and broke away from British rule. And this is this is these are the historic grounds that are the capital that where legislation happens on behalf. Well, supposed to be on behalf of freedom, on behalf of liberty. These are amazing places. The Senate Hall, the House Hall, the Capitol. It's great. Amazing historic places. And for a and, and who was it that defiled the Oval Office? Bill Clinton. Now, I don't care what he did and how he got it done, but you don't do it in the Oval Office. And I don't care what these bozo Democrats playing hide the sausage. I don't care what they do in their lives behind closed doors in their homes. But you don't do it on the Senate floor. You don't do it in the Senate hearing rooms. You don't do it in the House. You don't desecrate these grounds. And why is it? Why is it that it's always Democrats or Democrat uh, staff workers. So let me put it this way. Why is it elected Democrats or Democrat voters that always seem to be the ones who are desecrating these, these amazing historical grounds? Why? They have no class. class. <laughs> you know, David, I am going to get into another conversation a little bit about, about character and things because I'm hearing this come up a lot from the high and mighty hoity toity people who don't want to support Trump. And, and I'm going to get into that and the difference because there, there is, you can't compare somebody who's, who, who is a fighter and somebody who, who puts out mean tweets and, and maybe, maybe shouldn't tweet as much as he did, uh, Trump. You can't compare him to what Bill Clinton did in the Oval Office. Bill Clinton desecrated the Oval Office. And I know there's a lot of you dudes out there that are like, oh man, high five, Bill Clinton, high five. Yeah, again. I don't care what he did, what he got done to him and where he, and, and how he did it and all that mess, who he did it with, don't care. What I care about is you don't desecrate the Oval Office, desecrate the Oval Office. You just don't do it. You know, and, my uh, yeah, David. taught me that, and my mother, there's a time and a place. Mm-hmm. And government property 
And well, it's the people's property. The people's property. I mean, let's property. be honest. Yes, it's it the is. people's property. If it's you, not the place. Absolutely. And, and something that's a historical value like this. I mean, we, we won our freedom. These buildings that are in the Capitol and the House, the Senate, they're there because we won our freedom and our liberty. And, and these are the bodies. These are the areas. These are the places where, where legislation on behalf of freedom happens. Legislation on behalf of liberty. Um, is supposed to continue to happen, but these are the places. These are the halls of justice. These are the halls that that give us, not give us. These are the halls that should protect our freedoms. That's what they're supposed to do. That's what these people. These people are should be honored. If you're an elected official, it is an honor for you to reside in those hallways. It's an honor for you to represent we the people. And if you don't believe that, you need to get out of office. And, and ladies and gentlemen, we need to vote. I've said it before and I'll say it again. We've got to vote a whole lot of these people out of office. Not, and, and these staffers need to be fired. You, you can't play hide the sausage on these grounds and not be fired. And, and, and listen, the Democrats are, are trying to already, the media is trying to run cover and say that, oh, you're homophobe. If you, if you, if you speak like right now, I am being called a homophobic, I am sure. I am being called all kinds of names by Democrats right now because I dare speak out about the historical value of, of, of the Capitol grounds and, and that what these staffers did playing hide the sausage all over the place in, in these rooms. This, this, trust me folks, this wasn't the first time they did it. You know, I, Victor, it's, yeah. it's like the yo-yos and I've got a lot worse names for them <laughs> that tore down the statues. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and, and they're still doing it. And they're still doing it. Yep. And those lazy, dishonest bastards, I guarantee you, are not veterans. Oh, they of course not. Never Can you imagine? And, and that's to serve their country. No. And I don't And that's a if I were in the military still mm-hmm. and had the option I wouldn't let him in. You'd go slap a few around, wouldn't you, David? <laughs> Listen, I, I don't, uh, I'm not one that calls for violence, but I gotta tell you folks, if, if I had a walked in there and seen this going on, I would have pulled those guys out by their ears, <laughs> not by the sausages, <laughs> and thrown them out of the room. I, I, I would have not, I, I can't, ladies and gentlemen, I, I have, and if you read the history of this country, and maybe more of you need to do this, Appreciate, read, learn, and appreciate the history of this country. Read and learn what it took to win our freedoms. Read and learn when F. Scott Fitzgerald, Fitzgerald penned the national anthem. Read what he saw and why he penned that anthem. Because he was on a British ship that was blowing the crap out of our United States flag. They aimed all their armament on the flagpole. That held the flag, uh, right there was, oh gosh, David, I'm gonna forget where this was. I believe it was right outside of New Orleans or somewhere where this, where this battle was taking place. And I'm not even gonna remember the name of the battle. Shame on me. Shame, shame on me. But yes, it was right out there and, and, uh, they bombarded, 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 bombarded because their goal was to take that flag down. And what was holding the flag up? The flag was being held up by body after body after body of men, young men, who one after another went to hold that flag up. That flag started to fall. They went and held it up. And then they would get bombed and they would get shot. And then the next man would come and they would hold that flag up. And they did it until the British stopped shelling. And that flag still flew. 
That's how Scott Fitzgerald penned the national anthem, because he witnessed that. Ladies and gentlemen, if you learn the history of this country, you will understand why people like me, people like David, and, and my goodness, the, your, your, your veterans, your 99.9% of veterans, why we respect the country so much. You won't find David or me or producer Brett or, or any veteran out there. You're not going to see us walk past that American flag that's laying on the ground without us picking it up. We won't let that flag hit the ground if it's within our power to stop it. There's a reason we respect this country so much. There's a reason we respect. Listen, the dementia patient is a fool. The people who are running Washington, they're fools. The the bureaucracy, the Democrat bureaucracy that runs 99% of everything in Washington, they're morons, and we can't stand them. But that doesn't mean that we don't respect the grounds that they're on. They're temporary inhabitants of 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 our again this is not government property this is we the people's property and and we the people respect this property because we respect our history and these people these democrats that desecrate it from whether it's bill clinton or whether it's these staffers they're temporary inhabitants they will be gone but these buildings will stand and 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 by 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 hopefully hopefully People will, will learn and, and, and stop allowing statues to be torn down. Listen, I don't care if there's a statue out there you don't agree with. Statues are history. They're there for a reason. They're there. When you see a Confederate statue, it doesn't need to come down. It needs to be there to remind us what was done in the past so we don't repeat the past. Ladies and gentlemen, there's probably been no more truth spoken than the truth of if you don't learn from the past, you will repeat the past. Those who don't learn from the past are doomed to repeat the past. And those of you out there who are who are doing these Marxist, communist, socialist acts of tearing down statues and having them removed, uh, it's 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 a horrible thing to do because you're removing history. And when you forget history and his, listen, that the Democrats had their way. They would take the history of this country out of schools. They're already doing it. They would take the history of our founding out. The history of our founding fathers they want to take away. And what happens when you don't learn that history? When you don't learn the history of why we fought and earned our freedom, when you don't learn that, we're going to lose the freedom. So it may not be in our lifetime, lifetimes. It may not be in your children's lifetimes. But let me tell you something. As we go generations and generations to come, Will they live in freedom? Because the more we forget why we are free, why we fought for freedom, how did we earn our freedom? If we stop teaching that, eventually there's going to be a generation that comes around that's going to lose our freedom because they're not going to remember the past and they're not going to learn it. We're already there. Unfortunately, David, we are um, in a lot of ways, in a lot of ways. I talked to uh, my friend that was with the CIA and then uh, director of the El Paso Bureau wow. for uh, uh, immigration. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is a warning, folks. Yeah. You have to keep your eyes open. And if there's something strange going on in your neighborhood or you mm-hmm. see something strange, report it. Because as Sandy said, it's much worse than we know. 
and uh, media has reported some of it, and it doesn't take a huh, a Harvard graduate by <laughs> to figure it out to yeah. figure this out. Yeah. The number of people that have been unvetted that have come across oh, the border. I, and I've got a story today about that, David. They're um, they're in hiding, just mm-hmm. waiting to get the oh, word. They're there are exactly. yeah there are terrorist cells here david and oh, and, and i've got time. i'm gonna get to that and uh david you'll get a kick out of this we just had a listener chime in and and listen folks you guys can reach me at on facebook you can reach me on instagram uh just look for the on point with victor show um victor at america's web uh you can reach out to me you guys know i don't do really do guests on this show and i don't do uh many phone calls every now and then but you can reach me through social media and i just had uh david uh, listener uh reach out uh, who gave us lots of kudos for the show. So thanks to this listener. Uh, this listener's in Georgia and he pointed out, he pointed out that politicians have been screwing the American people for years. <laughs> so that's a good point from this listener. Uh, the difference is, um, how do I put this lightly? When they screw the American people, they're doing it through policy and they're doing it all the time. And this, this caller is 100%, this listener is 100% right. Uh, the difference is you've got Democrats who are literally, I should, I, I got to keep this clean. They're literally playing hide the sausage, uh, on the grounds, on these historic grounds. So they're, they're not just screwing the American people and they're screwing our founding fathers. <laughs> they're screwing history. I, I would hate to think what the, if the founding fathers could wake up and see what's going on right now on on, on these historic grounds. Uh, I mean, I, I I wouldn't want I would not want the founding fathers to see this. You know, I wouldn't want them to see it. There, as Sandy was saying, there is no respect left. No. for anything. And and David, and this is what it's all. What about. a good word, right there, David. That word, right there, respect, respect. I we should we we need to blast at some point the Aretha Franklin respect. What a good song that was, and what a great lady she was, a great singer. Um, but David, you're 100 percent right. Why? How have we gotten to this point where so many people aren't respecting? Not only do they not respect basic life, they're not respecting the country that they live. And I will be one to tell you because the media gets mad every time somebody says something like this, especially when it's a conservative talk show host like myself. But I will tell you. If you don't love this country, get out. If you don't love being here, get out. If you don't love the meaning of freedom and liberty and the pursuit of happiness, get out. If you can't live the way the, the, the way this country was founded, and I'm talking about the principles of this country. I'm talking about uh, every man being equal. That includes women, folks. Uh, I'm talking about the pursuit of, of happiness. I'm talking about liberty. I'm talking about freedom. That is what this country stands for. There is no beacon of freedom in this world, no beacon of liberty other than the United States. Other than the United States. This is the city on the hill, the shining city on the hill. This is the place that everybody – look at our border, folks. This is the country that everybody wants to get to. Why? Why? Because they believe we believe in freedom. We believe in liberty. We believe in an American dream. Again, you don't hear about the, the Europe dream. You don't hear about the European Union dream. You don't hear about the German dream. Uh, that the, if they had one, German Hillary screwed it up anyway. Um, you don't hear about these things. You don't hear about the Russian dream. Uh, you don't hear, no, it's the American dream. 
the United States and the people of this country and the American ingenuity, the, the American citizen with American ingenuity has done more for this world than any country on the planet. And we are a mere, what, 250 or so years old? I don't even think we're that old, David. Um, we're a, we're 240 or so years old, and we've done more on this planet than anybody else in this country. Now, look, don't get me wrong. I love to visit Europe. There's so much history there, and everybody ought to learn it and visit it if you have a chance. You should. You should learn and visit other cultures. I highly recommend it. But there's nothing, no place on this earth, no place in the world like the United States. We are exclusive ladies and gentlemen we are exceptional we are and there's a reason why our border is the one that everybody wants to get to there's a reason for that and and you've got these and listen i want you black folks and my brown folks and all you other minorities out there to listen to me the democrats will tell you that we're racist and we're racist and we're this and we're that and we're evil and mean and blah 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 then why is it that all the black people from Haiti and Africa and other places and all the brown people from nearby places, they all want to come here. Why is it that the Chinese and the, and the Koreans, uh, you name the, the country, you name the people, they want to come here. Why? Do you think, and I'm talking about the good people that actually want to come here and work. Do you think they would come here if they felt like they were, they were coming to the most racist country in the world? The Democrats will tell you that we're more racist than anybody. But yet people are, are, are dying to get here. You don't die to get to a country that's going to treat you like crap because it's a racist country. No, folks, the United States is the least racist country on the planet, which is why every person of every type of color and creed wants to come here. So you need to understand that, folks. You need to understand my minority brethren, my minority fellow minority voters out there. You've got to stop listening to the Democrats. This country's not racist. Are there mean people? Sure there are. There are mean people everywhere. Are you going to run into roadblocks? Of course you are. Freedom is hard. Liberty is hard. But the, the, the results and the, 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 uh, what should I say? The upside is second to none. Now, socialism sounds wonderful. Marxism sounds pretty. Communism, they can even make that sound pretty. But what are the results? The results is shared misery. The results is shared poverty. The results is our pain. Everywhere socialism's been tried, everywhere communism's been tried, everywhere Marxism has and authoritarianism resides, you will find pain, agony, poor, poverty. You will find hunger. You will find homelessness. That's what you'll find. But in the United States, if you have the courage to be self-reliant and you have the the will to live your life pursuing happiness, pursuing freedom, pursuing liberty, pursuing to to a, 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 a career to take care of yourself, to take care of your family, to help your friends, to help your neighbors. Capitalism allows that. Freedom paves the way for that. Liberty pays the way for that. That is why we, the people of the United States, the American citizen with American ingenuity on their, on their side, has done more for this country than any other country, any other, I mean, done more for this world than any other country on the planet. That is why the United States is so exceptional. It's the United States, it's capitalism that has lifted more people out of poverty 
than any system of government on the planet. Do I need, and you can fact check me, you, you little Gen Xers out there, or no, you Gen Zers, whichever one of you people out there that are supporting terrorist groups and supporting Hamas, whichever one of you bozo generations out there that's on TikTok, uh, saying that Bin Laden was a good guy, yeah, you idiots, go ahead and go do some research. Go do some duck, duck goes and learn the history of this country. Go check what I'm saying. Capitalism has lifted more people out of poverty. If you're one of those out there and say you care about the poor, you care about the downtrodden, and you don't support capitalism, then you don't care about the downtrodden. You don't care about the poor. Because capitalism and capitalism alone has lifted more people out of poverty. It's put more people on individual on an individual road. It's putting more pe- freedom and liberty in people's pockets than any form of government in this country. You can fact check me all you want. I'm right. You're wrong. (laughs) Which gets me back to if you don't like this. Listen, there's only one beacon of, of freedom and liberty in this world, and it's the United States. If you don't like that, you've got hundreds of socialist, Marxist, communist, authoritarian countries you can move to. Uh, go to Germany, go to Russia, go to Sweden, Finland, Go to any of these. I mean, look, Sweden and Finland, they're not really socialist so much as they are welfare states. See if they'll let you in. <laughs> this is the, this is what I want. I would love for you. Know it all. College little peak squeaks. I would love for you to do this. Go to you find your utopia, which maybe it's Sweden. Maybe it's Finland. Uh, maybe it's, uh, any, anywhere. Go look in Eastern Europe. Go anywhere. But but try Sweden, try Finland, see if they'll let you in. These countries won't even let you in unless you can prove that you're going to work and provide for yourself and not live off their citizens' welfare state. That's what their their immigration's like. Ladies and gentlemen, every country in this world pretty much has a stricter immigration laws than we do. Why is that? Why is that? But there aren't people knocking down the doors of these European socialist nations like they are our country. Why is that? Why is that? So again, if you were born and raised in this country, by the grace of God, you were born and raised in this country and you're an American and you don't like it, leave. Leave. You have the freedom to leave. You can probably start a a GoFundMe page because the American people are so giving the most giving people on the planet are the American people. They're so giving that you could probably start a GoFundMe page saying, I want to leave freedom and I want to go to socialism. And people will probably, the American people will probably pay you and donate to your GoFundMe page so you can go gallivanting around Europe and you can go try some other country if they'll let you in and they'll let you become a citizen. Go do it. Go do it. Go do it. Give up your American citizenship. I dare you. I dare you to give up your American citizenship, citizenship and go pick a, 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 a socialist nation, a Marxist nation, and you go live it up. Maybe you'll enjoy it. Maybe you'll find happiness. And for you bozos on college campuses that are marching in the name of Hamas, I want you to go to Gaza. I want you to go to Gaza. You go put your money where your mouth is. You're waving these Palestinian flags around and you're saying all the waving Hamas flags around and you're saying, uh, power to the, to, to these people. Then you go live with them. You go help that country. You put your money where your mouth is. Go put your money where your mouth is. Because we, the people in the United States, we just want to help people. 
We want to help people progress, really progress. Not the progressive regression crap the Democrats spout. No. We want you to, if you, if you are here and you're a citizen, we want you to live, be happy. Pursue your happiness. Find a career that you enjoy. Earn all the money that you can. I want you to keep as much of that money as you possibly can so you can take care of yourself, your family, your friends, your neighbors, and prosper. Prosper in this country. But if you don't want to do that, get out. And I don't mind telling you, get out. And I don't care what these people listen. These people call me. I've already been called a brown racist. Listen, I had some people on Facebook that were calling me a racist for some of the things that I said. And then they found out that I was Hispanic. And so they, what did they say? They didn't say, oh, we're sorry. No. And these people were calling me white supremacists and this, that, and the other, and racist this, racist that. And then they found out that I was Hispanic. They found out that I was a brown guy. And what did they do? Did they apologize? No. These leftist progressive Democrat voters, these Biden voters, these Obama voters, these, these Democrat voters, they just called me a brown racist. <laughs> Somehow I'm a brown racist. I, it's, it's crazy to me what Democrats will come up with. And I, and it, and I'm more amazed how many of you will still remain in the Democrat party today? Because today's Democrat party isn't yesterday's Democrat party. It's okay. You can walk away from that Democrat party. I've got a, man, folks, listen. I was at the gun show, um, uh, this weekend. Uh, yes, I was at a gun show. You Democrats, you go run to your cry, cry closets. You might want to change the station right now because I'm going to talk about guns. <laughs> I went to a gun show. I got to go into a huge auditorium. It was a uh, a um, a conference hall, he, and every table had guns on it. It was glorious. It screamed American way. And I want to tell you this: over and and I am not, I'm, folks. I'm not making this up. Uh, and and I know what you Democrats are thinking. You Democrats out there right now are thinking, oh, Victor went to a gun show with a bunch of white folks. Victor went to a gun show with a bunch of white rednecks. Ladies and gentlemen, I would venture tell you right now, venture to tell you, and this can be probably be fact checked, so go fact check it. I'll bet you 60 or 70 percent of the people that were at this gun show were, get ready, they were black. They were black. Just like, uh, was it Lethal Weapon, I think, with the movie where, uh, where, uh, oh gosh, what's that guy's name? Uh, love the actor. He was from My Cousin Vinny. Um, when he goes, but you're black. You're black. Yes, folks. O- over half the people that were shopping and were going around at the gun store were black folks. Ooh, that's a Democrat nightmare right there. Because I gotta say, I gotta venture, most black folks, if they're out there buying their guns, probably don't vote Democrat anymore. I, I hope that's the case. Now, I will tell you this. I was at the gun show. I was at a booth. I was making a, some negotiations with, with, with one of the booth owners. I'm not going to tell you what I was buying. I'm not going to tell you what I was buying, but, uh, but I was, I was working a deal and this black couple comes up next to me and they start working a deal. And it's a, it's a young black guy who's probably, uh, oh my gosh, maybe late twenties, early thirties. Um, he's with a lady and, um, of the same age. I, they're probably in their thirties. Let's, let's give them, I, I honestly, folks, I'm, I'm horrible with age, but let's just say they were in their thirties. They were pretty young. Um, and, and, uh, you had the black, black lady, black man. They were a couple. They were married and they started working a deal and there's, they're next to me and, and we all start talking. The owner of the booth and me and, and this, this black couple starts talking to me and they start asking me some questions and, uh, and, and, and we, we get to talking and we're laughing and, and this booth, 
by the way. A lot of these business owners, they do not make, uh, they do not hide the fact that they're Trump supporters. Well, this lady, and this was a lady, a business, hey, Democrats, this was a female-owned business, a female-owned business that I was doing business with, and this black couple was doing business with, uh, this female-owned business, for you DEI nut jobs out there, Female owned business had a huge, I, this thing had to be a foot or two feet tall, uh, bust statue of Donald J. Trump. And she made no mistake that she is supporting Donald J. Trump in 2024. And, uh, so we're all talking and we're laughing and we're talking and we're talking about the, the, the Donald Trump statue that she had. And, uh, and this, all of a sudden this black lady, she turned to me, she goes, can I tell you something? And I went, absolutely. You tell me whatever you want. And, uh, because I thought, I thought maybe she was going to have a problem with Trump. I, you know, I didn't know. I didn't know. She just turned and she said, can I tell you something? Can I tell both of you guys something? And I said, sure. And the business owner lady, she goes, absolutely. And she turned to us and she says, listen to me. She goes, I used to work for Donald J. Trump. I'm from New York and I used to work for Donald Trump. And I went, oh, wow, what was that like? And she and I, ladies and gentlemen, I am I am not making this up and I am not exaggerating. She looked at me and she said and she looked at this business owner and she said, I have never, ever worked for a man who took better care of me. I've never worked for a company that took better care of its workers than Donald Trump. She goes, I worked for Trump Towers. I cleaned Trump Towers. I cleaned whatever Mr. Trump wanted me to go clean, whatever room, whatever office, whatever he needed me to clean, whether it was a house, whatever it was. She goes, I cleaned. And he would ask me to go clean things because he knew I would get the job done. And she said, and every year at Christmas, I got an extra paycheck. Everybody got an extra paycheck from Donald J. Trump. She's, and since she said it again, she goes, I never worked for anyone or any company that treated me better than Donald J. Trump treated the black folks. That's what she said, ladies and gentlemen. She's a black voter who was at this gun show who told me that things that the media will not tell you. And this business owner was funny. This female business owner, she looked up and she goes, oh my gosh, why aren't you on TV? Why aren't you on the news? Why won't the news put you on? And I just looked at her and she, she, she answered her own question. She goes, Oh, the media will never put you on. And the black lady just laughed because why won't the media talk to black voters like this? Why? Why won't the media put black voters like this on TV? Because they're terrified. The Democrats are terrified because they're losing. They're not losing all the black vote, but they're losing some of the black vote. And folks, if Donald J. Trump gets 20% or more of the black vote, that's game over. And the Democrats know it. They know it. And this, and let me tell you, it wasn't just her, her husband. He looked at me and she goes, listen, she goes, he goes, Victor, I'm a business owner. I'm a small business owner and I can't wait to vote for Donald Trump again. And I told both of them, I said, listen, you guys have got to do something. And they said, what's that? I said, you've got to talk amongst your culture. You've got to tell more people, family members and friends. You've got to tell people in your culture that it's okay. It's okay to vote for Donald Trump. Donald Trump's not racist. And they both looked at me and said, oh, my gosh, Donald Trump is the least racist person we've ever known. And she said, he's the least racist person I ever worked for. Ladies and gentlemen, there's a truth about Donald J. Trump that that the media will never tell you. But I will tell you from my experience, and because I have talked to numerous of people that worked with Donald J. Trump, brown people and black people, and they all tell me the same thing. He was an amazing person to work for, an amazing company to work for. Even if they didn't meet Donald Trump and didn't see Donald Trump, they worked for his company, it trickled down to them. He treated people well. 
He gave people bonuses every year. This lady said over and over again, she goes, I don't know how to tell you other than the fact that every year I got extra paychecks at Christmas time. Donald Trump did that. Donald Trump did that. So it was amazing to hear this from these black voters. But both of these black voters told me they can't wait to vote for Trump. And my and I asked them, I said, listen, you got to do me a favor. You got to do the country a favor. You got to talk to family members. You got to talk to friends and don't be afraid to tell them it's okay to vote for Donald Trump. It's okay to vote for a Republican. And I and I am telling you something, folks. I, I will tell you what I'm learning as I talk to more black voters and more brown voters as they as they talk about Donald Trump and voting Donald Trump. The Republican Party is not capturing this new black and brown vote. Donald Trump is capturing this new black and brown vote. The Republican Party, you better get off your you know what and go earn this vote. The vote is there. It's there for you to go earn. And you got to go earn it. And Donald J. Trump, I'll tell you the same thing. You need to go earn more of this vote because they're coming to you. They're coming to you. But there's a difference, ladies and gentlemen. There's a di- Listen, there's a bunch. I will predict this right now. There's a bunch of black voters who are going to vote for Donald Trump. But they're not necessarily going to go vote Republican all the way down ticket. So hear me. Hear me well, Republicans. Hear me well. There are black voters and brown voters that are going to vote for Donald Trump. They're going to make the change at the top of the ticket. But that doesn't mean they're going to go vote for every Republican down the ticket. And you, Republican Party, you need to find out why. You need to go earn this vote. Because if they're willing to give Donald Trump a try, they might be willing to give a Republican a try. Down ticket. So hear me well and let me say this again. Black and brown voters are moving to Donald Trump. They're not moving to the Republican Party. Some may, some may. But I am telling you, a group of black and brown voters are going to probably in record numbers vote for Donald J. Trump. And they're not going to go vote Republican down ticket. And the Republican Party and you Republican candidates, you need to find out how to go earn their vote. And Donald J. Trump, let me tell you this. Donald J. Trump, please, please do not bother yourself with Nikki Haley or Ron DeSantis or any. I'm just listen, I I'm I would be happy with a Republican win in 2024. I am happy with Donald Trump. I am happy with Ron DeSantis. Those are the two guys I would be happiest with. But I would be happy with Haley if she wins the nomination because I don't want the dementia patient. We cannot afford progressive Democrats to continue to ruin this country. But I will say this. Donald Trump seems to be earning black vote and brown vote right now. Donald Trump is ahead of the game. Donald Trump is 60 points in some polls ahead of everybody else. So Donald Trump is is really winning this primary, and it's his to lose. And so my advice to Donald Trump would be this. Don't bog down yourself with Haley and Republican uh, fighting. You stick to the issues. You stick to Joe Biden, the dementia patient who is ruining this country. You stick to Bidenomics that's ruining this country. Bidenomics is killing the middle class. Bidenomics is making people poor. Bidenomics is making America poor again. That's what Bidenomics. Bidenomics is making Americans poor again. Donald Trump, you can make America rich again. You know you can do it. You did it your first four years. You can do it your next four years. So just stick to the issues. Please, President Trump, please stick to the issues. 
Stick to the issues. Stick to hammering Joe Biden. Hammer the Democrats. Hammer the squad. Hammer the Democrats for trying to force. Listen, folks, I don't care what Joe Biden's telling you. I don't care what the dementia patient's telling you and what his minions are telling you. Behind the scenes, Biden and the Democrats are trying to get Israel to stop defending themselves. Biden, the Biden administration, and they sent their little secretary of defense, Austin Lewis, over there. That man, I promise you, is trying to put the handcuffs on Israel. The party of the Democrats of today are not a friend to Israel. They're, they are sending money to freaking Hamas. Come on, folks. Come on. Hamas cut heads off babies. Hamas put babies in ovens and cooked them. Not just two, three months ago they did. In October they did this. Israel has the right to exterminate Hamas. Israel needs to exterminate Hamas. There's no if, and, or buts about it. The ceasefire will come when Hamas is gone. You hear me? The ceasefire will come when Hamas is dead. When Hamas is DRT and they can't go after babies anymore and they can't go rape women anymore and they can't go put bullets into the women they raped they, they after they raped them they put bullets in their heads when hamas can't do that anymore that's when there'll be a ceasefire that's when israel can slow down but right now your democrat party led by the dementia patient and his minions behind the scenes are trying to force israel into a ceasefire trust me folks trust me i know this just based on how i know these people I don't know it for fact. I haven't seen any anybody say this or any Democrat admit this. I can just tell you my gut feeling is telling me the dementia patient and Biden's minions are behind the scenes trying to force Israel to, to a ceasefire. They're trying to force Israel to back off. Israel needs to do no such thing. Israel, you need to go exterminate Hamas, period. Period. That terrorist group needs to be wiped off the map. And listen to this, folks. You people in the United States, we the people, let me give you this warning right now. Before this show ends, let me give you this warning. We're about to have shipping issues. We're about to have supply problems. We are headed to a big supply issue again. So go, go get, go stock up on some things because we're going to have a supply issue. Why? Because the Houthi, Iranian Houthi sponsored terrorist, are attacking ships in the Red Sea. So now shipping companies are going to stop shipping through the Red Sea, which means they're going to have to go all the way around, and they're either going to have to come up the East Coast or the West Coast to deliver goods to the United States because they're not going to go to the Red Sea because the Houthi-backed terrorist group by the Iranians are attacking ships, so they're not going to go there. And then you got the Panama Canal. Well, they're shutting down uh, ships out of the Panama Canal. You know, there used to be about 60 ships that came through the Panama Canal per day. Now it's getting down to 18 and less ships coming through. So they're having issues there. But the United States, the Biden the administration, the dementia patient, we have the ability to go blow the Houthi terrorist group right out of the water. And they won't do it. Why? Because they're backed by Iran. All right, folks, that's all we got time for today. Listen, you go fact check me all you want. Stay tuned. Locked and loaded up next with Roger B. I'm out of here. You have a great Merry Christmas. We'll see you next week. The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.